Welcome back to a quick timeout. Joining us today is Coach Matt Smith from Gordon Lee High School in Georgia. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Many of you may be familiar with Coach Smith and his work with United Coaching Clinics. We'll talk more about those clinics in just a little bit later. But Coach, I want to talk to you a little bit about your career. You've been coaching for close to 20 years. As you look back, what are some of the guiding principles that have been consistent in your programs over those years? Yeah, I've been very blessed to be coaching, like you said, for almost two decades. Got my start as a student assistant at Tequila Falls College, and some of those guys who played on that team are my closest friends today and worked at some Christian schools in Atlanta and now find myself at Gordon Lee High School. Uh, some of the staples of what I believe is, uh, you know, I want guys to be a great teammate. Put the team before yourself and everything, every decision you make. Um and one of the things I really key on is play with pride for the school and the community. I believe that the name on the front of your jersey, Gordon Lee High School, uh, is important. And people take pride in all of our sports teams. So I definitely want people to come to the games and see a great product on the floor, that we play hard and that we play with pride and we do things the right way with a great attitude. We've talked a little bit about this in the past, you and I, about the idea of playing hard and every coach wants their team playing hard, but what does it look like when your team isn't playing hard? Like what, what do you, what changes do you make? What do you do differently, whether that's in practice or in games to get your guys playing to the level that you want them? Yeah, great question. I think one thing you've got to do many times is watch film. I think a lot of coaches go in at halftime or after a game and, and I've done this in the past and I've really changed it. And we lay into the kids about certain things. And then we watch the film and it's like, you know, we really did pretty well in that area. We did play pretty hard in this area. Or sometimes you fall in love with the scoreboard and you win a big game. Then you look at the film like we won the game on the scoreboard, but on the floor we really didn't play as hard and with the intensity that we need to. So I think for one thing, uh, film analysis is important and showing it to the kids. And then I think also, you know, some of the things that I think represent a team that doesn't play hard and I've been guilty of having teams that have done this for players is you know a kid makes a mistake they're the last one back on defense a kid misses a layup they stand for a second and they kind of pout for lack of a better word so I think that you build this resilience of playing hard in practice and we try to start off practice with four or five intense drills and things that you know can lead to success but also kids getting after it, things that have goals, whether or not you have to make a certain number of shots in four minutes or you, you know, play a hard two-on-two transition defensive drill. So we really try to get after the beginning of practice. And and again, these are high school kids and you work with college, college young men, but, you know, you just pull them over and you just point out that you believe in them and they've got so much more in the tank than what they're giving. And playing hard is usually not a physical, uh, there's not a physical barrier. It's usually mental. So I think it just comes with relationships and it's not an overnight fix. And you just, you just love a kid and you work with them through things till they get to where hopefully, you know, you believe they can be. You're only a few years into things there, Gordon Lee, as you've started to build that program, how have things changed from the last time you went through that same process? Well, the last time I went through the process of taking over a varsity team, it was a girls team in Chattanooga and they had lost 74 out of 75 games. Oh. So 
I think coaches, a lot of times we take over a new job, we just say, we've got to change the culture. I've taken over some jobs where actually the culture was pretty solid. So when I took over the job in Chattanooga, it was really, the main thing was just getting kids to play basketball. So there were so many things, a list of a hundred things I wanted to fix, but you've got to prioritize the top two or three when taking over the job and realize that you're not going to change them all within the first one, two, three, four years, maybe. I was there for six years, and I think that, you know, my fourth year we had the most wins in 20 years with the program, maybe ever. I'm not sure. We got to 17 wins. But it wasn't just about the wins. It was that we beat some really good opponents. We beat some teams on the road. We went to the region tournament. And I was blessed with some some good athletes. And what I was able to do with that job was convince the players, kids in the school, like, you want to be a part of the basketball program. Yes, we're going to lose some games. I think that first year we won four games. Hmm. The second year we won five games. And we jumped like 10 and then 17 and and so on. At Gordon Lee, there's a pretty good culture already there of kids that love sports. They play hard. They're competitive. That's what I would say. The kids just like to compete, whether it's baseball, football, wrestling, softball. We just have a, some kids that like to compete and play two and three sports. So really at Gordon Lee, it was finding the style of play that best fit us. Now being in high school, you may have to change that style of play every two or three years based on what you have. You know, the first year I had two or three big posts. This year I'll have one post and tons of guards. So I think that at Gordon Lee, we, we established our personality as a coach and I believe in intensity and laser focus and doing things right and taking pride in it. But also the style of play has to put a, put the kids in a position to be successful. So at what point did you decide during this coaching you know career that you've had to start these United Basketball Clinics? Yeah, well, about five or six years ago, I first started off uh, the Southeast Tennessee Coaches Clinic um, as a fundraiser. And um, I've gone away from that. It's no longer raising funds or for you know a high school team or anything like that but it really helped my Hicks and Girls team and Chattanooga is a great spot to have a clinic because you have so many universities close by I mean at UTC we've had Will Wade, Matt McCall we have some really great coaches that have come through there right now we have coach Paris there's phenomenal women's coaches there so I think my first clinic we had UTC coaches, Lee University, Bryan College just local coaches and I reached out to them and since then you know, the coaches have kind of uh, evolved into a small business uh, for me, and I've really enjoyed doing that. I like the administrative aspect of, of athletics. So, you know, I formed United Basketball Clinics, and we've been blessed to have, you know, I think almost 50 speakers yeah. speak, and we've had um, clinics in, in several states around the country. I know you're busy organizing those and during the events that are running around all over the place, but uh, when you can, I'm guessing that you you're – listening in when you can and is there a speaker or two or maybe a message or two that sticks out to you that has really impacted your coaching yeah and you're right when I'm at the clinics I'm working a lot of the time and not able to just sit in and focus but I do like to sit down and listen to at least you know two or three speakers throughout the day maybe shoot a couple videos on my phone but I would say some of the speakers that really resonate with me were Greg Campy from Oakland University he grades some gave some great tidbits just about your, your play calls and your play names and keep them one syllable. So I thought that was really good. Um, we've had Adam Bradley would lead them up. He gave some great culture um, advice and just how to connect with your team. He was really good. He was at the uh, 
Hoosier Jim. Kermit Davis, who's currently at Ole Miss, he was at MTSU. I like to, uh, I like to have a wide range of personalities. So sometimes you get the soft-spoken coaches like Rick Bird, who was at Belmont, and then we also had you know Kermit Davis at Ole Miss, who at, eight, who at nine o'clock in the morning you thought he was on the floor with his team coaching. Um, again, we've been so blessed to have Division One high school NBA coaches or former players speak at our clinics. It's hard to narrow it down. But uh, every year I'm amazed at just the quality of speaker that we're able to have. You've got one of those clinics coming up here at the end of August. You want to let people know about that clinic date and then maybe some of the other things you got going on this year? Sure, absolutely. Um, August 23rd and 24th, we'll be in the Hoosier Gym in Indiana in Knightstown. And this is this is great because it's the gym where they filmed the movie Hoosiers. And, you know, I'm 40 years old, so if people ask me my favorite basketball movie, I say Hoosiers hands down. I'll probably watch it two or three times a year. Uh, it's actually one of our rare two-day clinics. It's Friday evening and Saturday. We have Vance Wahlberg, you know, the inventor of the dribble drive offense. Dave Love, a phenomenal NBA shooting coach. Mike Neighbors at Arkansas. Doug Porter and John Kaufman. And what makes these clinics so great at the Hoosier Gym is you can walk around the gym, get your picture taken, get shots up on the same goal that Jimmy Chitwood did. And every session, you've got a, I've got a college team on the floor. So you're actually able to see the coach, not just lecture about their topic, but actually show you and you can raise your hands and ask questions. But the most amazing thing to me is when you get coaches in like John Kaufman, uh, coaches from Notre Dame, coach from Indiana, Greg Campy, they'll take 30 minutes after the clinic and they're just taking pictures everywhere and reliving some of the locker room scenes from Hoosiers. So it's, it's a really cool event there. And I would say that's one of the best venues in Indiana to have a clinic. I've attended one of those clinics. We were able to host one this last year and definitely worth the time. If you're able to get to it, coach Smith does a great job hosting those coach. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and share the podcast with your friends to help us grow the game. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again at the next time out. Just really quickly, if you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other platforms so your show actually gets heard. You can even make money from your podcast no matter the size of your audience. It really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mm -hmm.